Okay, good evening and welcome. Tonight's class is called, we're beginning chapter 44, and it's titled, The Love of My Soul, I Desire You. Nafshi Ivisicha. Well, I will tell you, this is quite, quite beautiful. We're going to learn tonight's special. And uh, like they say, when you come on a plane, if the pilot, if you start late, the pilot says we'll try and get you there in 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 record time. Well, I'm excited to share that I believe, even though we may be running a little late, you'll leave tonight uh, inspired, hopefully more than ever. So we're talking about creating this love for Hashem. We want to come. We want to be able to just have this fiery love for Hashem. Nothing stops me. And from chapter 41 through chapter 50, that's what we're doing here. We're talking about many different types of love. We can have a love through contemplating how Hashem is watching over me. Last week we learned about a lower level of love that comes from thinking about the greatness of Hashem thinking about the world, we learn about Avarabba, a love that comes from that's a gift from heaven. So again, we have the Avas Oilam, the love that comes from the, our contemplation. We're doing our part. And there's Avas Oilam, a love that's a present from heaven. Now, Daniel, on a scale of 1 to 10, how great is your love for God? Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to ask you. But I, I, I threw that out there because, I, I mean, there's so many different levels. I, and actually, we're going to learn that now. You know, every single person puts on tefillin the same exact way. The mitzvah is exactly the same for every Jew 13 years old. Till 120. A boy that is 13 has the same exact authority in halacha and Torah law as a rabbi of 120. We don't say if you're 120, you're worth two people for a minion. If you're 13, you're worth half a person. No, no, no. 120 is worth one person, and a 13 year old is worth one person. So in the mitzvah and the deed, we don't say that a woman that's celebrating her 70th birthday, when she lights a candle on Shabbos, her candle has more power. She lights a candle in a different way than a three-year-old. No, you're lighting the candle the same way. So when it comes to the mitzvah, we all do the same mitzvah. But when it comes to emotions, we're all different. Let's see that inside. Each of the said, chapter 44, each of the two loves we spoke about last week. What are they? The great love, Avarabba, that's a present from heaven. And the eternal, and the eternal love, Avasoilam, something that we work on. Each of these is subdivided into many shades and gradations without limit. And each individual according to his capacity. So Daniel didn't want to share because his love is at a bursting point. It's just out of control. And some of us aren't able to achieve that tremendous, tremendous love. And this actually, this idea that each of us has our own level of love, 
our own intensity of love for Hashem is actually hinted to in Eishes Chayil in the Woman of Valor that is said on Friday night. Eishes Chayil, the Woman of Valor, is a reference to the Jewish people. We sing our own praises. Who is our husband? The Jewish people are married to Hashem. And in in Eishas Chayil, in the Woman of Valor, it says, Noida Basha'arim Baila. We learn that her husband is known in the gates. Yeah. Mark is so famous that every Friday night, his wife, every Friday night, he hears about how great he is. Her husband is so great, he's known by the he's known all over the city. If you go to the White House, he's right there. For a good reason, not for protesting. So the Zohar says, What does it mean that her husband is known by the gates? Well, we just established that the husband is Hashem. And Hashem is known according to everybody's individual gate. Mark has his gate. Mark has his level that he knows Hashem by. More Basha has her level. Daniel. Each one of us have our own level with which we know Hashem. So as is written in the Holy Zohar on the verse. Pupa. Just one second. As is written in the Holy Zohar. On the verse. Her husband is known in the gates. This refers to the Holy One, blessed be He, who makes Himself known and attaches attaches Himself to everyone according to the extent which one measures in one's heart. So according to how you allow Hashem into your heart, that's how well Hashem is there. And because fear and love are within each person according to their level, therefore fear and love are called the secrets that are known only to Hashem. The only person that knows the level of love is Hashem. However, the way we serve Hashem, we're all the same. Let's see that further. While the Torah and commandments are those things which are revealed to us and to our children to do. It's revealed. For we all have one Torah and one law. Insofar as the fulfillment of all the Torah and commandments and actual performance is concerned. When it comes to how we perform the Torah mitzvahs, we're all exactly the same. It is otherwise with fear and love which vary according to the knowledge of God in the mind and heart as has been mentioned above. So when it comes to our feelings, each one of us has our own level. But when it comes to action, we're all the same. Beautiful. Any questions on that idea that we're all the same in action, but we're all different in our emotions?
continues Tanya that with all this there is a love that combines the eternal love the Avasayalam, the love we work on and the love that comes from heaven what does that mean? that means there is a love that we could work on but we're revealing something that heaven gives us there is a love that, th- that is just revealing the treasure chest within you what is that treasure chest? So the treasure chest is the greatest gift that someone could have, which is a child like Moshe Rabbeinu. What does it mean you have a child like our sage Moses? So the Zohar says, Moshe loved Hashem so much as a child that loves his parents more than himself and will do anything for his parents, even willing to give up his life for his parents. He's even willing to give up his life for his parents. Is that a nice child, Mark? Where does it say a parent should go? Where in Torah does it say? Okay. Moshe loved his Hashem like a child who's willing to give up everything for his parents. And let's put that in the words of the Torah. The Torah tells us, Nafshi ivisicha bailayla. My soul, I love you at night. Let me, let me highlight the words. My soul, I desire you at night. Something's not making sense. If we're talking to Hashem, so where does the word my soul come in? Just say, I desire you at night. It's something's not adding up in this verse. My soul, I desire you at night. Who you desire your soul? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, Daniel, good. Who is talking, though, in this verse? No, the Zohar is making a comment on the verse. But who's talking? The person talking is the soul. No, the, so Hashem is saying, I desire my soul. So what's the words, my soul? Oh, Hashem is looking at the, at Daniel and he's saying, Daniel, you are my soul and I want you? 
I, I hear, I, I, I'm not going to say that can't be, but that's not how the Zohar understands it. Well, well, let, let's get there in a second. But I, what I want to share is the Zohar tells us the word my soul doesn't belong here. Okay, well, obviously it does belong here. So how does the word my soul belong here? Actually, Daniel, it's exactly where you're going, the exact opposite. My soul refers to God. He, God is my soul. So when I say my soul, it's another reference for God. It says my soul. Hashem, I want you at night. So the soul is talking. And it's saying, the source of my soul, Hashem, I want you at night. Why at night? Well, we know it's not our custom today because we're weaker than previous generations. But the custom was that at midnight, people would get up. He would go to sleep before midnight. At midnight, he would get up and do tikkun chatzais. He would cry for the destruction of the temple. And then you would learn mishnayis and say certain passages. Because at night we learn that there's a chutzel chesed, there is a, a, a string of chesed, a string of kindness that connects with everybody. So the soul is talking, and the soul is saying, I want my soul. I love myself, and myself is God, so I want to connect with Him. We'll give up anything to live. We'll give up anything to live. The most rough, one of the rough things for a person is when he's physically weak. If unfortunately someone expe experiences a weakness, they just want their, they want their soul back. And similarly, when we go to sleep at night, we just want to go to sleep and wake up refreshed. My soul, Hashem, I want to connect with you. Let's see that inside. Now, I need to apologize. I got confused. I got too excited about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be the second level of love. So ho hold off there with the love of a, of, a, of a child to a father. That's the second level. You'll go beyond yourself. Here we're look, learning that we're learning about the first level is the love of yourself. You love, I love myself. I want to live. I love myself. And you, because you love yourself, you love your soul. And if you love your soul, you love Hashem. Let's see that level inside. Yet, there is one love. Any questions? I feel like I may have confused everybody and lost everybody. Any questions? Yet, there is one love which incorporates something of all the distinctions and gradations of both great love and eternal love. Remember, we just learned that we're not going to ask Daniel his level of love because there's an intense... Everybody is has different levels. There's so many. However, all of them, the different levels of the Ava Soilom and Ava Rabba, the love I create, the love that comes from heaven, they're all inclusive and equally belong in every Jewish soul within one type of love. As our inheritance from our patriarchs, it's a gift. You need to reveal it. But it's a gift for being a Jew. What is a gift? And this is what the Zohar says on the verse. 
Nafshi, Evisichavalayla, my soul, I desire you in the night. What do you mean, my soul, I desire you? That one should love the Holy One, blessed be He, with the love of the soul and the spirit, as, as these are attached to the body. And the body loves them and so forth. The body loves the soul. How do I know? Because when you go to sleep, most when you go to sleep, you go to sleep and you say, Hashem, please return my soul to me. We're two separate entities. But please bring it back. I'll do anything to get it back. And this is the interpretation of the verse. Nafshi. My soul, I desire you, which means, since you, Hashem, are my true soul and life, therefore I desire you. That is to say, I long and yearn for you like a man who craves the life of his soul. And if unfortunately he's suffering a weakness, when he is weak and exhausted, he longs and yearns for his soul to revive in him. And similarly, just on a normal day, when he goes to sleep, he longs and yearns for his soul to be restored to him when he awakens from his sleep. Just like a human being loves his soul. And he, when he goes to sleep, he says, Hashem, please give me back a revived soul. So do I long and yearn to draw the light of the blessed ain't so for the life of true life within me. I want to bring my soul within me. I don't want to cut out my soul. I want to bring it within me. How do I do that? Through occupation in the Torah. When I awaken during the night from my sleep. When the verse says, My soul, I desire you. At night it means... I desire Hashem, which is the which is my soul, and I'm going to connect Hashem through waking up in the middle of the night to cry over the temple, as Hashem has said. Why? How through occupation the Torah do I connect with Hashem? What's the obvious answer? Call it out. The they're one and the same. For the Torah, the Holy One, blessed be He, are one and the same. So the Zohar says, and that's what the Zohar continues, out of love for the Holy One, blessed be He, a man should rise each night and exert himself in His service until the morning. I love Hashem, and that's going to get me out of bed. Sure. My soul, I desire you, is loving my godly soul. Yes. Yes. Yes.
I didn't understand the question. Could you say? I'm sorry. Could you say it again? Are you asking, is the question, why do we need to talk so much about loving God? Is that the question? Why is that so important? Why is it so important to love God? Let's just learn Torah the whole day. Why the feelings? Why are the feelings important? Is that a fair summation? Well, let me. I, I, I'm going to say a statement and tell me if this helps you. If you go ahead and you have no feelings towards your wife and you buy her flowers, is that nice? If you have a, a, a really intense feeling for towards your wife and you buy her flowers, is that any better? Why is it why is it the same if you're missing a fe- if the feeling is lacking there's a, it, it's it, it's the same as if you have a feeling Okay so one morning if you wake up and you're just not in the mood of serving Hashem you're not going to serve Hashem Something's missi- missing to me from the question. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not understanding the question. Does... You're asking, okay, let me see if I could, I could rephrase this. You're saying, I think, Mark, what you're saying is, 
Is learning about the uh, about loving Hashem just a method of keeping us on the right track? And if it is, then you already have it, and why do we need to keep on talking about it? Like, right. What? On Friday, we read the Ten Commandments. What is the first of the Ten Commandments? This, this is an open question for anyone on the call. Love Hashem. Love Hashem is, that would be a different mitzvah. What's the first? Tell me in English or Hebrew, French, any language. What is the first of the Ten Commandments? I'm, your, I'm the only God. That's not the first commandment. The first commandment is... No. 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 The first command is... I am God who took you out of Egypt. What's the commandment? The first of the Ten Commandments. This, the first of the Ten Commandments is so great it was said by God Himself. The first of the Ten Commandments is so great that the word Anochi itself, the first word, includes all, all the entire Torah. And what is the first command? I took you out of Egypt. Wow. Wow, that's brilliant. That is, I, I, that's deep. I, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, 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 uh, I'm trying to bring the question out. What's, what's, that's quite, uh, quite boring. So, so what's the brilliance? Now, of course, I, I'll never understand Hashem's brilliance. But on a simple level, level, what does Hashem want from us? The first of the Ten Commandments. He wants us to know He took us out of Egypt? Gershon, what's the answer? Okay, so you're my servants because I took you out of Egypt. What you're saying, by the way, Gershon, is, is true. And it's true. We talk about it. 
in um, exactly your point, we talk about in a different parsha. Hashem says, I took you out of Egypt, and therefore you need to listen to me. But I wanna, I'm going to cut to the chase. And hopefully, Mark, this will give you a little insight. The first command is to know God. Leda. We need to try... Hashem, one of the Ten Commandments is to know God. And that is only through the study of Kabbalah, the study of Hasidus. So people say learning Hasidus is an extra. It's a plus if I have time. The truth is it's incorrect. You want to do the first command. I am the Lord your, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. And the Rambam tells us that means that you should, Hashem is telling us, learn about me. Connect with me. That is through learning about Hashem. So right now, Mark, your question was, if I have this love, why do I need to learn? We're learning about Hashem. We'll never fully understand Hashem. But whatever we can understand, we need to try and understand. And that's what we're doing in Hasidus. That's what we're doing in Kabbalah. Did that perhaps help? Yes. Baruch Hashem. Any questions? Correct. Correct. And we'll, and we'll never understand properly. Okay. So we said we have the first love that combines the eternal love and the great love. Together is the level of my soul. I love you. I love myself. I love my soul. I love Hashem who is my soul. And a great and more intense love than that. One which is likewise concealed in every soul of Israel. And, and as an inheritance from our ancestors, you know how lucky we are that we come from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, how many treasures we have. We all should hope and pray that we give an inheritance to our children that's in any way close to what our forefathers gave us. They've given us so many treasures. And another treasure is that we have the ability to love Hashem like a son who's willing to give everything up for his child. Let's see that inside. It's that which is defined in Raya Mehemna. Raya Mehemna is a part of the Kabbalah. Like a son who strives for the sake of his father and mother, whom he loves even more than his own body, soul, and spirit. For, have we not all one father? We all have Hashem as our father. And this love is loving Hashem so much we'll put everything aside to connect with Hashem. Now before we continue we'll put everything aside for the sake of Hashem. What is the difference between loving Hashem? You know Mark, Mark one of the points that you made earlier is like we're just there's so many levels and What's the difference between each one? What's the difference? And actually, I'd like to reflect and see if someone here could help me. Why is a, the love of a child willing to go beyond himself greater than the love of one's own soul? 
What is greater about the love of a child towards his parent than the love of, of each one of us to our own soul? Yes, the, the, the second one comes from a place of innocence. Yes. But much deeper. My Shemelah, you said, is certainly on target, but even much, I'll tell you, much deeper. You love yourself, you're just a nut, you're a selfish person. You love yourself, fine. You're stuck in yourself again. I'm stuck in myself. A son is willing to go beyond himself. He's willing to give himself up for his father. That's much, much deeper. If I love myself, I'm not giving myself up for somebody else. I love myself. This, that's why it says that this is a great and more intense love. Because I'm willing to go beyond myself. Now this love of a son to a father is the love that Moshe Rabbeinu had for Hashem. So who are you to go and say you're going to try and copy Moshe Rabbeinu? That's quite chutzpahdik. That's quite aggressive of you. You think you're going to be like Moshe Rabbeinu? That's the question Tanya asks. And although one may ask, who is the man and where is he? Who dares presume in his heart to approach and attain even a th one thousand of a part of the love that Moshe Rabbeinu, the faithful shepherd, had? What chutzpah you have, the audacity, Gershon, to think that you're going to try and copy the love of Moshe Rabbeinu? Relax. It's not chutzpah, Nevertheless, a minute portion of of Moshe is inside of you. We learned this in a previous chapter. Inside of each and every one of us is a small portion of Moshe. So yeah, I'm going to try and have that love of Moshe because Moshe is part of Moshe inside of me. Nevertheless, a small portion and particle of his, good, of his great goodness and light shines in the community of Israel in each generation. As is stated in the Tikkunim that emanation from him is present in every generation, in every generation. In every single Jew there's a spark of Moshe to illuminate them and so forth. Yeah, so I have the chutzpah to copy Moshe because I have a part of Moshe within me. However, only this glow is in a manner of great concealment in the souls of Israel. And but to bring forth this hidden love from its state of concealment to a state of revelation that it should be on fire inside of your heart and mind. It's not far, it's not beyond your reach, it's not afar, but it's very close to you in your mouth and in your heart. And I want to conclude with this point in Tanya and then I want to share one thought. Tanya now says, how do you reveal this love that Moshe has? And that is through practice. Through practice. We could practice. We could do this. That is to say, it should be habitual on his tongue and voice to arouse the intention of his heart and mind. 
constantly throughout the day when we have a moment, connect our heart and our mind to think about Hashem, the life of life, the blessed Ain Sof, for He is literally our true Father and the source of our life. And if Hashem is our Father, and to awaken our love for Him like the love of a son for His Father, and when He accustoms Himself to this continually, habit will become nature. If you do this enough, it's going to become a part of you. So if you want to be able to reveal that love of Moshe within you, so take a moment and think how Hashem is our Father, Hashem is our soul, Hashem created us. And that will, through constantly thinking about it, it will bring you to really, truly love Hashem with that spark of Moshe within you. So let's summarize what we've learned so far. So we learned that love and fear have so many levels. We're all different in contrast to the action. We're all exactly the same. And we learned two new levels of love. There is a love, I, I love Hashem because Hashem is my soul. I love myself, I love my soul, I, I love Hashem, which is myself and my soul. And then we have the love of a son to a father, that's a son that's willing to give himself up for his parents, go beyond himself. And we have that ability to go beyond ourselves for Moshe Rabbeinu. Any questions of what we've learned in chapter 44 of Tanya?